Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold it over like a jellyfish. Hello and welcome to The Apprentice Qualified. My name is Jade English and today we're having a good old natter about what we think of this year's apprentices. They're artisan. Coming up on the podcast, we'll be talking to Harriet Minter. I'm a journalist and broadcaster, specialised in writing about women's rights, and I'm also the host of The Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. Plus, we've got the man who was fired from last week's Apprentice on the line from his home, Dave Alden. I've got you. Yeah, you're a bit quiet, but I can definitely hear you. It was just a week ago that Lord Shuggs was pointing the finger at our boy Dave, and now we're chatting about tonight's episode of The Apprentice and getting right into the juicy details of who did what, with who, and where. To be honest, I don't have very appetising. Tonight, it's The Apprentice meets Bake Off. As the candidates put their donut-making skills to the test, the teams have been mixed up, and it's Team Collaborative versus Team Typhoon. It's episode three, and someone else is going to come to a sticky end. So what happened, and what do we think about it all? Let's take a look at the headlines. First up, Sabrina officially has zero quality control. I'm going to be quality controller, guys. I absolutely love a custard cream. So for me, I was sold from the beginning. Give me a donut with a custard cream on it and I am all yours. However, I am aware that to everybody else, that just looks like a pile of mush with with a biscuit placed on the top. So... Yeah, I mean, one person on Twitter has said, said that they would have been better to go to Greg's to get some biscuits. Biscuits? See, now all I can think about is biscuits. <laughs> Donuts. But um, I don't know. They were very lucky to get away with what they did. Um, it might have been a different story if they hadn't have got quite as much cash. The second headline of the night, Frank gets emotional... Again, and pays for it in the boardroom. No, I didn't. Uh, I definitely didn't. I was just feeling very hot because I did all of the frying. I think I fried every single one of those donuts. Okay. I'm not totally... In fact, I'm not even remotely surprised that he got fired at all. The last episode completely teed this up. And, I I, I mean, I think I called it last week. And this episode, for me... Uh, it was just t- it was all geared around him not coping 
I say in inverted commas. The only person that I'm keeping my eye on is Frank. Sometimes he can get a bit emotional. He got brought back into the boardroom for his flapping and not staying level-headed. And he, he, he did seem to lose it in this task, I have to be honest. But I also think last week he didn't cope either. But I have to say, I do feel sorry for the guy. It's a lot of pressure when you're in front of that television camera living in those weird conditions. So I do kind of feel sorry for him. Um, I also think that Jasmine saw, and I think she smelled blood, to be honest, and she turned on him. And um, unfortunately, he did a David like last week, and he, he admitted he was passionate. In other words agreed with whatever Lord Sugar said. Was that the chilli making you cry or what? Yeah, I think he was right, Lord Sugar was. I think he needs to be more level-headed and that is why he got fired. And our final story, Coyote is still a legend. Where are you from? From Germany. Oh, Splecken Sie Deutsch. Okay, he didn't get as much of a look in in the edit this week. However, it is clear to me that he's doing well. I think he's going to consistently do well, actually. He's speaking different languages, being totally charming. Could I possibly interest you in purchasing a brand spanking donut hot out of the oven? And and he's good at selling as well. Um, and also, Alan singled him out in the boardroom for being great. I heard, Coyote, you turned out to be quite a good salesman. So, yeah, I have to say, Coyote is a legend. <laughs> We'll have more news next week, but now let's see what the word on the street is. Harriet, thanks for hanging out with me here to watch The Apprentice. I'm bringing your dog, Blue. Hi, I'm Harriet Minter. I'm a journalist and broadcaster. It's been an emotional nine tonight. And Dave, on the line from home. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We're going to chat through a few things on the podcast tonight. The Apprentices, who are underperforming, representation of the women in the program but first designer donuts okay so is there really a fancy donut trend or is alan sugar just made that one up i mean i've definitely eaten a fancy donut or five or six <laughs> uh i used to work near king's cross station and every wednesday and thursday there were about six stands selling different designer donuts and my colleague and I would have a good conversation from about 10.30 in the morning until lunchtime <laughs> about how we were not going to go and eat them and then at about one one ten, that's it, we were down there. What, what did you get? There used to be one which did a really amazing rhubarb and custard, that was Ooh, incredible. Yeah, that sounds And good. then another one which did a kind of sour plum and chocolate, they got quite fancy. If you were going to choose one of the donuts from tonight? Um, so... The one that I thought looked the most attractive was with the popcorn and the pretzels. Oh, do you know what? I, I needed that. I so thought it, it did sound good. But then they said it's got peanut butter inside. And I was like, I feel like that's a step too far. Oh, I love anything with peanut butter on. I do. But I was like, oh, I've already got, you know, I've already got popcorn. I've already got pretzels. I could have, I, oh, I could have lived without it. But I did think it looked really good. Yeah, I thought that looked tasty. What about you, Dave? Oh, blooming it. Well, what do they call them? The uh, luxury or whatever it was for me. It's just it just means expensive. Who's paying a fiver for a donut? I mean, you can get, you get a pack of five for a quid, can't you? Down the supermarket. But um, who did I like the most? I mean, oh, there's our choice. They look, some of them looked the best, didn't they? Let's be honest. Do you think you would have done um, well at this task? Ah, oh, 
Jade, you know when you sign up for The Apprentice and you've got an idea in your head of where you want to go and what you want to do? This was the one for me. It was oh. selling, making something and selling to the public. So going the week before was, I mean, it was already gutted for me. But then to see this one coming up, I think I would have loved this one. You know, I kind of, my job is to sell myself and my business to the public. So um, it's what I would have loved to have done. Yeah, I don't know about those swimming coffee donuts and just sprinkling raw coffee on the top. I mean, yeah. whose idea was <laughs> yeah, I think we were saying, weren't we, five pounds for a donut? I mean, well, would you pay that? I was trying to think what I paid for a designer donut, and I think it is about a fiver. I think it's ridiculously expensive. I think it is expensive, and I agree with you. But there's these donuts that I walk past <laughs> every day in London. I can't remember the name of them, but oh my god, they've got Oreos on them brownies on them caramel peanut butter oh well i think i've learned an important lesson the ones that we've seen on tv today and you probably would pay a five for the ones you're looking at the ones you've seen on this you pay 50p, would you? I'm definitely not paying 50p for something which has got a broken bis- a broken custard cream on it. <laughs> so it's not even a luxury biscuit, is it? It's a custard cream. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a massive fan of a custard cream. <laughs> but yeah, they did, they did look a bit crap. But we've just sent my partner out to go and get us a bunch of donuts. It and has I, made us very happy. I mean, sales are definitely going to be up, aren't they? And um, I think we've come to the conclusion that, that simpler is actually better. Maybe they should have just done I that. put a little vote out on Twitter to see whether simple or designer um, donuts were more preferred. And currently, simple is in the lead. <laughs> Sam, the producer, definitely loves a simple donut. He loves a simple donut. Maybe he is a simple donut. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so... We had Earl Grey chocolate and hot chilli sauce. What do we think of the hot chilli sauce? So sometimes when I see them do things like this, I think there must be some sort of producer set up. You know, I think there must be some sort of list that they have to choose from or you must pick one of these six ridiculous ingredients and they're just... Because otherwise no one on God's earth is thinking hot sauce on a donut is a good idea. Frank tried it and he couldn't breathe. If he can't breathe, why have they chosen it to go on their final product? It's a mystery. Uh... <laughs> Where? Oh, is that how it works, Jane? Is that how it works? <laughs> we, we couldn't possibly hmm. say it, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things, it's an NDA. Um, I would not have chosen in in real life to put hot chili sauce and i imagine some of them may not have made that i think you must be sitting there thinking (laughs) if and also that then makes me think if hot chili sauce is the best of the options what else is on there Should we talk about how, how women are represented? This is your area, Harriet. So, okay. What do we think about how the women are being portrayed? This is usually, like, quite a big topic every year. I have to say one thing before, actually. Mm-hmm. They always try and pin two women against each other. They do love Did a cat fight. That? They, do, they do like a bit of girl-on-girl action on The Apprentice. Actually, I have to say, this year, I haven't seen them being portrayed as cattily as I think some years they do. So some years I think they really make them out to be quite bitchy, quite nasty. And I haven't seen this this year. We've definitely seen a bit of, uh, I think it's Sabrina and Camilla 
sort yeah. of being pitted against each I other. I think that's going to play out further in the series. Yeah, I mean, they you know, they've got two blondes. I think they want to put them up against each other. I have to say, I didn't think they have been... I don't think they've been portrayed badly. In the last episode, when they were doing the comic books, I was like, oh, I think I'm trying to make the girls look a bit stupid here. But actually, they won by a huge margin, so maybe not. So my thing, when I look at the women on The Apprentice... I know I'm speaking to one. I'm like, Hello. ladies, how early in the morning are you getting up in order to look like that? I mean, that takes me eight hours in makeup with a professional makeup artist. I just, I feel like it looks like a lot of work to be a woman on The Apprentice. Do you know the weird thing? Okay, so this is the actually the biggest question you get asked when you come off The Apprentice. Because do that's you hours have of work there. I am telling you, you get really good at figuring out how to do stuff. So uh, one of the things that we actually did is we do our hair the night before and you're only getting a few hours sleep anyway because I'll wake you up with a camera <laughs> to go and make donuts in the middle of the night. So by the time you wake, by the time you wake up, your hair's actually all right. Um, and then obviously when the camera's off, you'll top your makeup off and stuff like that. So Do you help each other out? Do you kind of say, oh, I'm not sure about that highlighter, tone it down? Yeah, so it's a bit of a weird dynamic because obviously you all become really close because you're so cut off from the rest of the world. But there is the underlying element that, I mean, you are being pitted against each other. Yeah. And... Um, so I was actually very fortunate last year. I was only in a room with Sarah and I actually had a door that closed. Whereas the other girls, all of them were in one room together. And I think that could potentially be to, oh, I could you know, that, make it a little bit more intense. I don't know. But you know, in fact, actually, this is one thing I need to find out about the house. Who was having the arm wrestle? I wanted to know this. Why did they not ask? I want to know who broke... Wanna be actors, I can't remember his name, wanna be actors arm. I mean, also, I just felt like there was more to it than an arm wrestle. I feel like somebody actually pushed somebody else down the stairs. So oh, if you were gonna do imagine. that, he wouldn't have been my candidate pick, I'm gonna be honest. I would have picked a stronger candidate to push yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> uh, Ooh, who? Bless her, probably Camilla. But Ooh, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we, we won't ask who you'd push down the stairs because you could get in a little bit of trouble there. But uh, <laughs> who would you show out the door? Well, just on the arm wrestling thing, we don't know who did it, but we definitely know who lost, didn't we? So that's the main thing. <laughs> How lucky for me! I was unfortunate never to be able to work with any of the girls because it was it was uh, it was boys versus girls until I was there. I, I'll tell you what, kind of looking looking from afar for me, I'm thinking this is a girls' series. You know, I think there are some big old characters on their side and um i don't know i mean I'm, I'm i'm happy to be proved wrong but i think some of them will be overshadowing the boys as we go through this for me i think i think this series is going to be all about the girls i'm not sure which will go first to be honest because you look at them all i mean tonight's episode about the donuts i don't think khadija had a word to say tonight we compare that to last week uh, and she was she was all over it she was kind of bossing the show so it's difficult to tell at this early stage when there's so many people there who's who's it going to be. But I'm not seeing a weak character on the girls' team. Well, and I I'm actually agree with you. Yeah, so I said this last week. If you look at the last few seasons of The Apprentice, it's mainly been women in the final. And I don't know, I mean, correct me, I think I'm maybe being cynical, but I think the more females that are in it, the more viewers they have. That is, that sounds awful. But Possibly. I think it makes for 
Um, sorry, boys. I think it makes for more interesting TV because they can do things like play up the catfight, play up the sexiness, play up the showmance. We saw a bit of showmance today, didn't we? Somebody Ooh, leapt on somebody yeah. else. There's more to play with. It's easier to stir up a bit more emotion and drama with women, partly because we, we will articulate it. I was going to say women talk more. Actually, fun fact, we don't. We talk less than men. Uh, but the stereotype is we talk more, but we do articulate our emotions more, which makes for better reality TV. I have to say, Jasmine, I think she articulated herself really well. Do you think? I do. I'm not a Jasmine fan. I find her a bit corporate. She's a bit corporate for me. Yeah, I, I she's totally a, see that. She's HR, isn't she? You know, <laughs> and HR they they have protocols, they have processes. She's my, There's a lot um, of process in Jasmine. She's my sweepstake, though, so she has to win. She's got to win. She's got to win. What do you think? I'm not sure I buy the idea that they're picking out the characters. Maybe they are. I'm happy to go with the fact that they want more girls in it because, because they fired me early, so maybe it's because I was <laughs> because I was a boy rather than because I wasn't Works very good at the task. So I'm happy to go with that. But I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think looking at it, looking at what we've had so far, for me... I think in each of the weeks that have gone by, and of course I'm going to say it on week two because it was me, but I don't think the person who was gone was necessarily to blame. Dave, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think you should have been fired either. I'll tell you why. I really liked that Dave went in and was like, I know you're going to say this, this, this is wrong. I've got all the answers for you. Don't worry. I thought that was really smart. And tonight, I don't think it should have been Frank either. You don't? No, I, I mean... Okay, Frank was, like, he did a lot of work. He did all that frying, as he told us several times. He did mm. all the frying. Um, he had some good ideas. Okay, he wasn't the shining light of the team. But actually, I felt if I was firing people, I would have fired Tom. I actually think the right person went. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Yeah, but we said last week on the podcast they're going to start portraying him as an emotional person. Yeah, um, And lo and behold... He, I mean, he, could, he couldn't cope with the pressure, could he really? So I think we do have to talk about the use of the word emotional. Okay. Because they used it a lot. They did. They did. And see, mm. this is the thing that gets me. I absolutely... So I love Coyote. I love Camilla. And I thought that he was emotional. And I'm almost annoyed at myself for thinking that because I know that's what the producers want me to think because they've been showing things about Coyote, showing things about Camilla and, and using the word emotional over and over again to the point where now I am thinking that. And I think he is emotional, right? So what we, I mean, we don't know, we're not there 24 but what we saw on TV tonight is a man who feels passionately about stuff, who isn't afraid to say he got upset, he got angry, he got frustrated. Those are human emotions. We all have them. It doesn't mean you're bad at your job. It doesn't mean you should have been fired. Coyote is emotional, right? He's massively emotional. He just shows, you know, excitement. And today he was really fired up and he was smiley and enthusiastic. Still just emotions. And I sort of feel I'd rather have somebody in my team that was in touch with their emotions and could express them. But do you think that he was expressing them in a way that would make you and it this sounds awful mm -hmm. but this is what it is at the end of the day would make you want to buy a product from him he if he came up to me in in the state that he state sounds a bit dramatic but if he came yep. up in the manner that he was to me to sell me a donut i would feel his nervous energy and and 
not want to do it. And that's just my human instinct. But Coyote, I feel like he could, whether right or wrong, just from as much as you would love to say as a human, you wouldn't judge these things. I feel like your gut instinct would go, actually. Yeah, that's Coyote's job though. His job is to like get on stage and be a persona. But I feel like with Frank, he could sell you stuff because he would really believe in it. He just has to have a not truly terrible chocolate and chili donut <laughs> to sell. He didn't believe in it. Fair oh, enough. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm. I actually think he seems like a really good person. I agree. So uh, Frank, if you're listening, we still love you, <laughs> Camilla. Just going back onto mm. this. Yeah. So there's something that I'm actually really intrigued. Uh, she said I had a blonde moment when she did something silly. How do you how do you feel about that when someone says something like that? So, as a strawberry blonde, um, I, I, you know, if somebody says to me, "Oh, I had a bit of blonde moment," it goes over my head. You know, I <laughs> possibly because I'm strawberry blonde. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't notice it and I wouldn't care about it. But there's an interesting thing around language and behaviour in The Apprentice. This is a show about work. You are at work. And God only knows, Lord Sugar says some stuff that if he was actually at work, would have his HR team sweating buckets. Like what? I try to... So call it, actually calling Frank emotional would probably be a good case, yeah. good cause for unfair dismissal. Frank could probably take him to court for that. He said something last week. I cannot fly from me remember. It's going to come back to me. And he said it about women. It was something to do with sex. And I thought, Lord Sugar... Have you not have you not had a small glance at the Me Too hashtag on Twitter? You're on Twitter enough. Go and have a little look. It's a for me the apprentice is a weird culture because it encourages a bit of old school nineteen eighties Amstrad banter, right? <laughs> you know the thing, Jade, you, you will remember it from last year. The boardroom is a really, really intense place. And actually what you see on TV is what it is there's there's nothing else there's no kind of pleasantries in the background that is as it is so some of the things that fall out your mouth sometimes you don't mean to say them it's just the pressure of the environment and everything else well what i, I what i was actually going to say dave is i think that this is political correctness gone too far so i've i've been blonde since i was 13 i'm actually now brunette and you do actually get treated very differently. I do, definitely I do. do have to say, yeah. I get treated very differently, which is not good on other people's behalf. But saying I had a blonde moment, I don't think... Because I, I know that people will be moaning about this today. And I just think, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, having a blonde moment, saying that... Like, like you said, she will have just said it off the cuff. But I feel like she will be getting stick for it today. But I really she hope will, she doesn't. I, I think she'll get a little bit of stick. I think the problem is that when I look at Camilla, I and when I've had a little look at Camilla's website, which if you haven't had a look at it, do go check it out. I didn't know that it was necessary to use that much pink to sell nut milk. Um, it's very, it's very 1990s Baywatch is what I would say about it. And I think the world has sort of moved beyond that. And Camilla's still there. And I, what, for me, all this adds up to is a kind of lack of awareness around actually what particularly young women want today and how they want to be thought of today. And that would not work for me if she was selling a product aimed at young women. So, do you know, I think this is a really, really 
big grey area, actually, because I totally, totally see where you're coming from. However, if you look at Instagram, the the branding that she has on her website um, and the, the whole sassiness, it does sell nowadays. And it's almost, I it makes me feel a little uncomfortable, but... I do think if you look at a lot of the successful people on these social media channels, it is because they have that, I don't know, they capitalized on their sexuality, as Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. would say. And like, I, I mean, it actually makes me feel a bit upset to have children thinking that they would want to capitalize on the sexuality. But from a branding point, do you know I what she might have gets for it. me is the people capitalizing on their sexuality, they're women. Yeah, I'm you know, t- I mean, there, I'm are, there are no men out there. And the other thing that I can say as an old hag of 36 is there comes a point in your female life where you're really aware that you can use your sexuality to get what you want. You know, you're really aware. And so you do it. You use it a bit. And then two things happen. So the first is a thought kicks into your brain that says, are you doing this because you think it's a genuinely good idea or just because you fancy me? Mm. And then you start to question whether your own ideas are good or whether you've just you're just manipulating people into it, and I don't want any young woman to ever feel like that. Your idea is great, unless it's not. Let's in that case have a conversation and change it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is that actually you hit a point where suddenly you don't have that, where you have passed the official what do they call it? Your last fuckable day. Can can we say that? Oh, on the no, podcast? I've not heard about. It. Yeah, it's a podcast. We can say what we want. <laughs> <laughs> your last fuckable day. Um, you reach a point where you are past that, and society has suddenly decided that you're not worth looking at you're not worth listening to and that's because we have we have expected women we've only really given women the opportunity to trade off their sexuality um and so you know camilla go make your fortune now while you're in your 20s and you're super hot and you can but know that that is not a sustainable business it's not dun 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 dave any thoughts yeah, well, you, you've seen what I look like on TV, so I am not selling anything using my body, that's for sure. What about, but, um, what about spec savers? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just want to comment on Camilla, really, because um, I haven't seen her branding in, in real life. All I'm judging Camilla on is, is what we've seen so far on this series. And looking at her tonight, if you're comparing the two PMs, Camilla versus Tom, well, she's actually made some decisions. She's, she's led the team. She's been pretty decisive, the opposite, really, to what Tom's been doing tonight. So we can talk about, you know, what she looks like or or whatever else, as long as you want. But actually, for me, tonight, she's the one that stood out out of the two. Oh, I agree. Um, that yeah. looks like she's got, got a, a manner that she can lead a team and lead a business. So oh, I'm yeah. saying fair to her from my side. Absolutely. I thought she was a great PM tonight, and she is an operator like, mm, I know, do think she's good. She's good. Although, having looked at those donuts, I'm definitely not buying the nut milk because there is no quality control going See, on there. The, okay, so this, I, I want to buy the nut milk. <laughs> I actually do. Like she sold, she sold the the dream to me. I want the nut milk. But I thought that until I saw the donuts with the crushed up custard creams on them, and I'm like. No, she is not checking that stuff before it goes out. She's just manufacturing it and putting it out there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Who do we think the biggest donut was tonight? Dave, what do you think? Yeah, toughy. Toughy for me, this one. There's a few people, actually, I think this week that have stepped forward and shown a bit more about what they're about. You know, there's a bit of stick out there for everybody who's on The Apprentice. Uh, you know, they're just in it for the fame or everything else. But actually, I think there's some decent business people in here. You know, I know you're not asking for the good ones, you're asking for the bad ones. So I'm just trying to eliminate in my brain. Um, I've got a. I, th- I always think back to the final three that I was in, and I feel a little bit. Hard you just have that. to give us a name. Just give just us a, a name. Just a name, single name. I'm going to give you a name and a quick reason. I'm going to give you Curran for me because in two weeks he's had he's had a sales pitch to make, and when we were sat together in the comic book task in week two, he said he could sell anything to anyone, and in both pitches now. He just looks like he's nearly falling asleep in there. He might have even broke his arm because he fell over sleeping while he was trying to do a pitch. I don't know. I like the guy, but he just... It just do didn't you? seem to have any... <laughs> what about you, Harriet? What do you think? I mean, Curran, now that I know his name and yeah. not just out-of-work actor as I've been thinking of in my yeah, head, yeah, yeah. He, he's a total donut, bless him. He's, he's a delusional donut as well because if he thinks that's great acting, I've, I think we're all in trouble. Um, so I didn't think he was particularly impressive this week, but my donut of the week, probably Tom. He was... Yeah. Bless him. He is one of those nice but really really ineffectual people mm. and he should not put himself forward for this task i feel really bad for saying it but i do think that the right person went i think it was I'd, frank yeah i'd have to say frank with my biggest donut love oh, you frank love but you, frank. you weren't the man for me this week i was thinking about this whilst we watched it as a journalist how do you watch it harriet do you analyze it a little bit differently to the rest of us do you think um i guess i can definitely see i mean i think we're all smart enough to know reality tv setups now and to see them in action so i definitely see stuff and think that feels like a producer's involved there that you know you're not just going to walk into a shop and measure an octopus you know or uh have somebody say actually yeah we're british nobody's t- if you've said i'm going to buy 50 donuts even if you hate the donuts just all going oh no lovely thank you so much here's the money you're not turning around and saying no, i'm only taking a third of them uh so that sort of stuff feels a bit produced to me 
And the other thing is that I watch it, um, I guess I watch it really wanting people to be great business people. All the ex- I've spoken to quite a few ex-candidates and they all say, you know, when you watch it back, you look at yourself and you're like, what were you thinking? You know better than that, but you're so tired, you're so het up, you're being raced around the city, you don't know which way's up and down, you're totally removed from the whole of society. So you do do stuff that in reality you would just never do. So I think I watch it with a little bit of sympathy sympathy <laughs> yeah because they're just like this is not this is not them I don't think it's any candidates at their best yeah is what I would say yeah okay well we appreciate that <laughs> from all the candidates at <laughs> x and present we appreciate that thank you very much okay should we all call our final five quickly I mean I think you're asking me if I can remember five okay, names three. but yes three, three. okay good okay. three thinking about this what I've seen so far I definitely think Cody I think maybe Camilla yeah she's definitely an operator and I think it's going to be interesting to see if she has learnt and if she has I might put Khadija in there oh what about you Dave yeah this is a toughie I do you know before I left I was kind of thinking Tom is going to go a long way in this one I just felt he he was everything in the apprentice mode that they're looking for I watched it back tonight I get where he's coming from. I like that he's trying to involve everybody because that's the way I would work as well. But I'm not convinced now. So top three for me, I'm thinking Khadija, just because of what you guys have been saying now. She is she is a typhoon. And I think that is what carries you through this process. So Khadija for me. Um, we haven't mentioned Sarah Ann. And she's been fairly quiet so far in the series. But something about her having been there and got to know her. Yeah, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. could go a long way in this one and I'm thinking should I balance this up with the third boy but actually as I said right at the top of this thing I think it's going to be girls all the way so I'm going to throw another one in maybe Camilla based on tonight as well again just because she wasn't scared to step up and lead the team from the off so Khadija, Sarah Ann, Camilla perhaps for me Sarah Ann is an interesting call because we have not seen a lot of her and mm. I think that's usually a sign that they make it through quite a bit of a way yeah isn't it, yes agreed yeah. now for the fun stuff let's play a game okay so I'm gonna give you guys a donut flavour and like you to add another flavour and create the perfect Donut combo. Oh, okay. 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 Chocolate. Bacon. Chocolate and bacon. I don't know. It's the only word oh, I had God. in my head. I couldn't think of another car- I could not think of another ingredient. I mean, do, lo- do love I bacon. think I'm thinking of those. Have you seen those brownies with the bacon bits sprinkled on top of them? No. What about you, Dave? Chocolate. I'm worried about the bacon bit already. I'm thinking <laughs> we're going down the chili route here. I mean, if Frank was here, we'd throw it up again. Well, I <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to add a little kind of um, alcoholic tint to this, maybe. I don't know. Bit of gin in there. You can do that in a donut, can't you? Oh, no. I, that is I liked where you were going for a minute, Dave, but not with the gin. Bailey's would have been better. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for... I'm just. Why do we have to be out there? I'm going to go for chocolate and peanut butter, because I love peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, classic. Yeah. 
<laughs> Down for that bit boring, but whatever. Okay, pesto. Sun-dried tomato. Oh, good shout. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with parma ham. Oh, lovely. Pesto and parma ham. I think that would be quite good. Yeah, nice. Dave, are you there to do it? Yeah, I lost you. Sorry, are you still doing chocolate and, and ham now as well? Or are you on to another one? I think I know why you got fired, mate. <laughs> 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 okay, pesto. What's pesto? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> no designer donuts from you, Dave. It's a good job you didn't have to showcase it this week. <laughs> right, okay. Calpol. So I actually, the donut I ate earlier tasted a lot like Calpol. Ian, sorry that I'm calling you out on this. But my boyfriend went to get some donuts before, right? And I specifically said to him, do not get strawberry donuts. And he comes back and he goes, oh, I've got loads of Vimto donuts. Is that not the same? It tasted exactly like Kulpol, which wasn't bad. Kulpol is a great taste. Are you just saying that I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it, but it was unusual. It was unusual. It was a testing. Mm. It was a testing donut. So nothing, nothing with the Kulpol. Okay, so acorns on this list, but I have no idea what that is. Do you? An acorn? Like... From which oak trees grow? I think acorns are poisonous. Really? Our, my producer, Sam, has put this on to confuse the <laughs> hell out of us. If you're doing that, I mean, then I think we're in foraging mode. So then I would put on my best Michelin-starred chef hat and go, maybe some wild garlic. Or a fungi. Mm. Or maybe, you know, a trip to A&E to get your stomach pumped. Okay, lastly, one more. Earl Grey. See, this could have been such a classic. I might have gone Earl Grey and Lemon. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I quite like a slice of lemon in my Earl Grey. If you ever had um, gin with Earl Grey. Oh, no. That yeah, sounds nice. cocktail with that. I'm going to do that. A lychee, Earl Grey, and what did I say? Gin. Gin. Yeah, I've done. I've had a few gins. Sold. Already. And that's why I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, Harriet, thank you. It's been Thanks honestly absolutely a lovely evening. You gave me it. a gin and tonic, a donuts, best Wednesday I've had in ages. You can come here on any Wednesday. <laughs> and Dave, thank you so much. You've been great too. Guys, it's been a total pleasure. Thanks very much to our guests tonight, Harriet Minter and Dave Alden. The Apprentice Qualified is going to be coming at you every week during the series. So stick with us, subscribe and tell a friend. If you want more Apprentice in your life, then follow It's Jade English on Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you're into what we're doing, give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks to Becky Lovelock, who said, listen to them all so far, they're amazing. Love the production with all the clips of it. The series is hilarious already. Can't wait to hear the next tasks. We really appreciate all of your feedback. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.